Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod for episode two of season two, and we've got a new edition. But before we get into that, I'd just like to thank our sponsor, Rugby Warfare. They're a rugby lifestyle clothing brand. They sell hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, and jumpers, and they've offered 25% off for all Rugby Pod listeners, plus a free t-shirt with your first order. So uh, just head over there for uh, rugbywarfare.com forward slash rugby pod to claim that. Um, they're pretty good guys, and they'll sort you out. And we've got uh, Harlequins and England scrum half Danny Kerr in here as a co host today because uh, Big Jim's not here. Thank God for that. Where is he? I've heard rumours. I've heard rumours that he's on strike. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a text, or well, I saw a text on the, on the group chat he sent in this morning saying he wasn't going to be able to make it. Um, I don't know the full details, but it had a location on it. He's got all showbiz, hasn't he? It's like four fours. Yeah, four fours he, well, or he talks, I, I'll tell you the story. So he talks about the showbiz. That he's into showbiz now. He did some TV on Saturday and did pretty well, to be fair to mm. him. Commentating on the Bath Saracens game. But he really rates himself. I noticed he took note of some fashion tips. A couple of weeks ago, he went T-shirt and blazer with shoulder pads on. That was pretty brutal. This week, he just went straight shirt, blazer. Still didn't tuck it in, which is no good. We'll, we'll get to that point. But he's talking about Saturday night TV. He's talking about he's too big for the rugby pod. He's in Singapore. Maybe he is too big for us. Well, he said he, well, he's literally too big. He's six foot nine. But he's in Singapore. He's doing a corporate gig out in Singapore. Too big for the rugby pod in a place called Four Floors. Have you ever been, Danny? No, I, I've, heard, I've heard of this. Um, he's just working his way up, up the floors at the moment, apparently, isn't he? <laughs> he is, he is. He's been spotted. So anyone that knows anything about Four Floors in Singapore, um, if you're there now, go and say hello to Jim. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find him somewhere in there. One of many floors. Might have to do some door knocking. (laughs) (laughs) Danny, good to have you on board. Have you listened to the pod before? I I listened on the way here to the to the last one where you were bagging Harlequins mainly. Yeah, goody. Yeah, they underperformed. I love the way he said he's only listened to the one last week. Just I didn't know I didn't know what it was. He never heard of us. I have. I heard I heard a lot of good things, and I'm 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 very humbled to come here and and co-host the show. I'm looking forward to it. It was good to have him here because Jim always talks about how much of a legend he is. And he's like, oh, I've got 70 caps or 68 mm. Scotland caps. We've actually got a true... I've, I only had 17 caps for England. 17 England caps is like 150 Scotland caps. But yeah. we've got an actual rugby player, England legend here. Mm. How many caps you got, Danny? Uh, 73. Which is like 1,000 Scotland caps. If you do the maths... A lot off the bench. A lot off the don't, bench. Say that. don't say that. I think well. I only had three starts in my 17, but that doesn't matter. Um, England way better than Scotland. He's better looking, isn't he? A bit shorter. He is, he's a lot better looking than Jim always than Jim, likes yeah. to yeah Jim always likes to score people on out of ten, and he Jim rates himself as a what did he say a eight or a nine? Eight. He, eight. Jim he rates himself an eight or a nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go away, Jim. What, what do you think of that, Danny? <laughs> what do you think, on? Jim, Just be honest. Jim nine point Hamilton. We used to call him every time you play against him. Scotland Saracens, you you're getting nine points off the tee because he he gives, <laughs> he gives the most ridiculous penalties away in front of the sticks. Uh, I'm so glad someone else has said this. <laughs> no, uh, he was uh, a shambles on he as a player. Uh, yeah, he was he was hard to play against. He he he, he liked to scrum half. He liked to get stuck into a scrum half. So he he belted me late a few times. So. Never got you clean, but just like no. No, it's my, my chance to, to get, give him a bit of shit back. Yeah. Nine point gym, I like that. <laughs> Nine point gym. That's good. You guys played together, didn't you? You two. He made me look good for a couple of England games. No, we yeah, we played it at Argentina, yeah. Old Trafford, didn't we? Uh, good night out. Very good night out. Is that right? Yeah. Can we can we hear more about that? I mean, I'll I'll set the scene for us. So we're in Argentina. We're we're in Salta in the middle of middle of nowhere, but the whole town stopped to to come and watch the game. 
and we walked. We, we uh, did we? No, we lost. We lost. No, we lost. Yeah, we lost. Uh, but we That's we went into we went into a restaurant uh, after, and they were like, "This is where your after match thing is." And we walked in there, and everyone sat in twos, candlelit dinners, and like, what's going on here? And uh, I, I noticed that I couldn't see Goody anywhere. Couldn't find him, and obviously young, young up and coming guy, my halfback partner. Oh, you or me? <laughs> I wanted to find out where he was, and all Simi of a sudden, to hit him, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, these doors just opened. It was like a scene in a movie. Smoke filled the room. Mm. This white, white room, like white leather sofas everywhere. I walked in there, and there was there was Goody stood up on up on a stage, fag in one hand, bottle of Corona in the other. <laughs> <laughs> saying boys this is it we're here and I was like okay this yeah this is this is this guy I like so we uh, we had a, we had a good night yeah, it was amazing it? actually myself and Juan Hernandez Juan Hernandez one of the great first fives yes unbelievable bloke as well good looking never sweat a bead of sweat in his life really yeah every time looks so cool god that know, would make like, you envious wouldn't oh, it oh very very he's, he's like the Federer of rugby Federer always looks cool, doesn't he? Whatever he does when he's mm. playing tennis, always looks cool. Never and a sweats. cool name as well. It's just Juan Hernandez. Yeah. So Juan Martin, we're in this club, and there's a VIP area. Then there's a VV VIP area. And it was up on this sort of layer. I looked there and I saw Magic Juan. We called him Magic Juan. He's dancing away. He's got a load of birds around him. And then boys were trying to go up there, and they had security. He was literally like a rock star. He had eight security guards stopping anyone getting near him. And luckily for me, because I played against him at 10 that day, he saw me. And let you be one of his security guards. And he said to me, get the belly up here, son. Like, <laughs> get up here and dance with me. And there was just women everywhere. It was amazing. Really? Um, I just watched. And as Danny said, I had a fair few Coronas and a couple of Marlboro Menthols. Oh, yeah. Is that how you remember it, Danny? Yeah, <laughs> it was not far off. <laughs> not, not far off, no. It was, uh, it was a hell of a night. And um, obviously the Argent Argentinians, like I said, the whole town came to, to watch the game. Unbelievably hostile atmosphere, but at a brilliant, brilliant place to play, and they made it incredibly hard for us. We didn't win the game, but we uh, we won the night. And then we went to Vegas, didn't we? We did go to <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, uh, we did. Minty was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Dad, who's Minty? Nick Easter. Okay, good guy. What he had, was like the granddad on tour. He really was. I tell you what about that. I forgot Chris Robshaw was there. Robbo was there. Remember, Someone was you... talking about it the other week, and they were like, "Robbo was there." I was like. I have no recollection of Chris Robson being there. <laughs> well, he's probably practicing line outs and tackling in, in the change. You wouldn't notice him, really, would you? You'd notice his lip. But, how, um, <laughs> how, how was Vegas? It was good. Was that a post-team thing? That you yes, on? we flew back, didn't we? And then flew straight back out. Yeah. Long, um, long time in the air. Mark Cueto, actually. Taught, we, we, had, we had a few meetings on the tour when we were in Argentina about booking the trip. And it gradually grew momentum. From when we first landed in Argentina, we were like, right... When we get back, should we go to Vegas? And there was, started off about 10 people going, yeah, I'm in, definitely in, yeah. definitely in. Everyone's talking over dinner, yeah, I'm coming. And then all the boys go back to their rooms and start, some of them find their missus and go, can I go to Vegas? Yeah. Quates was like, yeah, I spoke to the missus, I'm in, 100% going. And then the next day we're like, right, let's book it today. We'll stay, where did we stay? Where did we stay? Uh, Hard Rock. Hard Rock, we did, yeah. So stay at the Hard Rock. Yeah. Boys like, yeah, go back to the rooms, book it. So literally... Three of us went back to the room, booked it. Everyone else was like, yeah, man, Miss is asleep, so I'll just check with her in the morning. Next day, Quates again. Yeah, I'm definitely coming, definitely coming. And it went. the trip went from 10 people giving it big bollocks saying, yeah, we're coming too. There was me, you, Minty. Minty. Chris Robshaw. Yeah. Um, 
Wiggy. Was you in there that, that year where Wiggy came? No, no that I was didn't get the year. invite for that one. That was a I was too old by that point. Awkward. Too old by that yeah, point. Yeah. There was about, I think there was about six of us Painer. The was Painer there? No. Hand grenade wasn't there, no. no. Um, anyway, you go, as the week develops, a few of us have booked the trip. Mark Cueto, by the end of it, was like, yeah, I've got something on, I can't go. I've just had a, just had a gig come in. So my missus said I've got to work that, earn some cash. Completely bottled it. All the boys from the start of the week were talking it up and then... There was handed four of you and, Yeah, handed their bollocks yeah. into the missus and said, I'm not going to... Classic quota. Mate, yeah. all you would have needed is one Martin in the Indies and he was a Alleged, beautiful bloke. Um, another big, uh, big night that's uh, coming up, uh, before we get chatting about the weekend, uh, we've got a live show, backed by popular demand, apparently. And uh, it's our first live pod of the new season. It's on Thursday, the 21st of September at the Durrell Arms in Fulham. If you've been there, it's a good, really good rugby pub. I've not been. It's a really good rugby pub. So, Are we going to get you on stage again, necking beers? Mate, no. No, I'm giving up. You know, <laughs> I'm not drinking anymore. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, so, yeah, get your teammates, get your team. Uh, come on down and uh, maybe even your friends. Unless you're like Andy Good and everyone ditches you and says they're going to come and then don't turn oh, up. Oh, mate, I was there. We were there, weren't we? We were rocking it. Yeah. Um, Quinn's had a... They, they came back on the weekend, Danny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we make no bones about it. We were we were poor first game. Um, we targeted that as a, as a great way to... To, to kick off the campaign against Irish we knew how good they'd be we played them a couple of weeks before and they were physical and they were confrontational and um, they were everything that we thought they were going to be and you know you admire their coaching setup the way that Kendo and, and Dodge and Declan are all uh, are doing their bits there and you can see that as a team they've got a bit about them they, they put it about they're, they're a tight-knit group and they out, outworked us and, and uh, they were a lot more physical on the day and Still, we came back at the end and probably should have should have snatched probably should have snatched the win and um, we threw another loose offload and, and we ended up coming away with one point. But uh, this week we we righted a few wrongs. We we're more physical. It's back in front of our home crowd at the Stoop. We had, we knew we had to had to perform and and we we beat a good Gloucester side. What is it with Quins? Serious question now. I like Quins. I like the way they play. I've always been reasonably good mates with a lot of the boys at Quins. Um, is this whole thing and it's the it's the age-old question. You're so good at the stoop, away from home, that is the big question. Obviously, this week, in my opinion, going to the toughest place in, in the country, the mighty Rico Arena. Love that place. Against Wasps. So how do you record? Because you are, the record at the stoop's unreal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we touch wood. We don't lose many uh, at home. Uh, we know how tough this weekend's going to be. Playing against Wasps, probably the form side in, in the comp this year. And very unlucky not to to go the whole hog and win it last year but uh, beaten by probably the better side on the day in Exeter so you know they're flying we know that we have to we have to perform well and we have to start well because they're a team that if you if you give them a sniff you'll be you'll be 14 21 points down in in no time especially with the backs that they've got so it has been a bit of a a bit of a worry for us uh, our away form but sort of thought, go back four or five years ago that's where we came into our own because yeah. we went into games like that as the underdogs going down down there, and and, and we love playing away. It's, it's kind of gone the other way recently, and something we we need to rectify. Mm. It's becoming more and more common with props having really good hands and ball skills. And Sinclair's uh, offload for um, oh, how good was that? Water, yeah, I mean, first it, thing it, he's done well to get it around his belly. I mean, yeah. fair play to him. <laughs> he's got the offload. I mean, I can say that because he's just bigger than me. I wouldn't say it to his face though. He knocked me out, yeah. but. You've, that's that's come from you, hasn't it? You 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 got skills school at Quinn. Yeah, he's he's got some skills. I think he's uh, as it, in his words, he's hungry. 
Well, for everything on and off the field he's <laughs> he's hungry mate he's a hungry boy and uh he's got that he does it in training every day and uh it's nice it's nice that one of them one of them comes off and it led led, led to a try so. but i love it that it's not just a flash in the pan you were playing for the lions he kept standing up at 10 didn't he yeah and put a 15 meter pass in yeah. it used to be a thing i think he used to be a 10 back in the day he'd be the biggest 10 apart from well, yeah honestly <laughs> thanks <man. laughs> uh but no he's got the skills he's got everything uh and he just happens to be in a in a front row's body but he's his ball handling his running lines he knows how to play the game i really love being. watching him play yeah, real handful uh, on the field what about off the field yeah, he, he he's he's both on and on and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he backs himself. And Saturday night, a few of us old boys had a couple of beers just locally, and then a few of the young boys were like, "Come, you know, come to Guildford, come out in Guildford." I was like, "I ain't been out in Guildford for for a long time." We went down there and sinks in the VIP, popping popping bottles. And is he? Yeah, I was proud. I was proud of Good him. On you know, him. It was nice to nice I love to that. see. I love the way boys still do that. Yeah, it's nice to see the young breed coming through since at Quinn since my me me Hugo and, and John Turner Hall used to be the lads trying to get everyone out trying to get out in, in London and, and now the the sink has has taken the rain and so he's Guildford what's that like for a night out it, it was alright to be fair was it there Oceana no we, we were in bar 13 okay. in Guildford and he was popping bottles of VIP he was, was popping he? bottles of VIP which... dropping his Lions money everywhere exactly, exactly. good on him what were you, what's your pre-season like these days? I know that you hear stories about Saris, they go away on a bit of a bender and have, have a bit of fun. What, what was your pre-season like this year at Quint? Yeah, we went to Germany uh, this year, which probably wasn't as similar to, to what Saris were doing. But we went to the, the Adidas, the home of Adidas in, German, in, in Germany, in, in Frankfurt. And it was amazing, to be fair. To, obviously, at Quinn sponsored by Adidas, uh, one of the biggest brands in the world. We went down there and learned about the whole design team and and everything the futuristic stuff we got to go in the in the vault see bobby moore's boots that they've got all gold plated and 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 in the sort of history things there so it it was cool we went down there celebrating bobby moore's boots yeah i love that yeah which is do you know what you're talking about here andy or not no idea (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you live in our country and you disrespecting the right, one mate. time we've been good at football. It's okay, you voted leave. We all know that. Sorry, <laughs> on Twitter. I did. I did. Yeah, right. I did. Carry on. Sorry. What about? Did you get on the hammer at, at all? Did we you... did. We had one. We had one. Uh, one night out there on the hammer. So we didn't have a game out there, which was nice. So we trained. We trained really hard, and it was boiling hot. So we worked. We worked hard, but then we had we had a few beers, and um, it's what I think I, I heard your, your, your cast last week with with Petrus, and what he was saying is exactly true. You learn as much about. Your teammates uh, in a couple of hours in, a, in the booze are having a few having a few beers than you do eight weeks running around on a training field. So it's, any 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 players you learnt too much about on the you know anyone overindulge and share a bit too much? Uh, no, nah, to be fair, the boys were the boys were relatively well behaved in in Germany. It was kind of limited to to where we could go, so we were a bit a bit rural. So yeah, we um, we kept it quite quite cool. A few of us went back to the. To the hotel, it was kind of the old guard. Stayed up, stayed up drinking with a few new boys, and the last, my last recollection was one-on-one scrimmaging against Adam Jones uh, in, in that, the bar, mate. which honestly I was sore as anything <laughs> the, the, the day after. So he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a good he's, bloke, and he's, he's, he's a top bloke. Is he yeah. playing? He's retired fully, or is he? he, he he's, he's still, still the, registered he as is, a player. Yeah. Haven't seen him on the training field yet. Have you seen he's, him? Not at all. No, he's got his whistle out, and he's, he's nothing well in pre-season. Coaching. No hill runs. No. Nothing, mate. Occasionally, be, you do a what bike for, for 10 minutes. But, I love uh, Adam Jones. Yeah, he's a legend. What a legend. And, and how good's Marcus Smith been? Yeah, he's the first 
kid in a long time where you look at him and you think he's he's got everything he's got everything it it takes i think to so much hype around him there's a lot of hype around him and i think that's sort of been built up the last couple of weeks as a club we they probably didn't expect him to start in the first game but we had a couple of injuries so so he did and played well against irish some bits and bobs that he's he's got to work on but he's got some wheels hasn't he he's got some wheels he's uh he can kick he doesn't mind tackling teams are running at him and he's he's not afraid to put his to put his body on the line and the most impressive thing about him is he's just wise above his years you know he's he's loud he's organizes and you know as a as a 10 that's what you have to be and, and normally 18 year olds are, are the quietest people on the pitch that's but. the big thing because when <clears throat> I, I think back to when I first started and I was I had Martin Johnson and all these big names at Leicester Neil back and I never said a word to them I'm playing 10 and you watch you I actually watched Marcus Smith because ultimately a young kid coming in he sees playing with you and he sees Rob Shaw and he sees the big names and he's coached by Nick Evans. It's a real hard skill. It's something you can't coach as a 10 to say, right, you've got to be really gobby. You've got to tell everyone what to do. You've got to be the biggest voice on the field, calling the shots, calling the plays. You've got Jamie Roberts outside you. He's probably sat with his pants down watching Jamie Roberts go, what a great player he is And over the past <laughs> four, four or five years. And, you know, you go back to Lions. He's such a great player. Oh, my God, he's such a great player. Exactly. But, and then, and then he's, you sat there playing with them. But for him to have that ability to come in... Take his skill away from it as a ten, and I, you know, I always look at tens now, and I never had. I had what I had, which was a bit of a clean tee, a lot more than most. A, a bit of a boot in the belly, but I, with my voice, I could run a game. Couldn't do a lot of it, but I could run a game. And you can't coach that into a young kid. You can all the skills that he's got. He's got ridiculous footwork. He's quick. He's got good hands. He can beat people. But watching him from a tens perspective, bossing people around, I found that the biggest tick in his you know in ability wise and you know I think obviously now with Kachikunis he's injured for a bit yeah don't know how bad it is but obviously they, they said he's broken a bone in his throat or yeah something. he took a he took an elbow in the throat so uh, a bit of a sore one he couldn't he couldn't really breathe on the pitch was a bit worrying but he's uh I think he's out of hospital now and, and on the road to recovery mm. so but, you look yeah. at Marcus Smith and he's got a run now I know Tim Swills there as well who's a good player but he's got a run now four or five games at least where he can really dominate the shirt and just grow you know, some people go, oh, it's too early, but geez, I'm a big, if he's good enough, he's old enough. Yeah. And if he can talk and tell people what to do as a 10, geez, I tip my hat to him at 18. Yeah. Danny, get on the hype bandwagon for a moment. Like, where's this kid going to go? Where, how how, how good is he going to be? Yeah. Who would you compare him to? Um, he's hard to, hard to compare young him Andy to. Good, basically. to anyone, yeah, young Andy Goode. Yeah, young Andy Goode. Good hair as well. Yeah, he has got great hair. He's got the temperament you can see. They've got the temperament of someone like a George Ford or, or an Owen Farrell, someone who can run a game and he makes things look incredibly easy and he's a kid who's just done his A-levels, he's just finished school it's and he's, though, he's playing against... How did he get on? He did really well as did well. He? I think what? he got a AAB or something. He's uh, and he's he's a great kid as well, which is is the best thing and, he, and he's eager to learn. He's not... He's not arrogant at all. He's got his his feet firmly on the ground, and I'm sure big things are gonna are gonna come his way and gonna test him. But I think he's he's the right kid to to deal with all that. Nathan, Nathan, you say big things, Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes is he, be coming out. He's gonna be coming out at the weekend. What what advice would you give him if he's in the room right now? Yeah, you know, young young player. Either of you. Yeah, situation. So, um, I'm just saying to him just to take it on his stride, and the and the biggest thing is is to enjoy it, not to worry too much about what people think or how you should be running the game just naturally do your thing because he's got everything and he's hopefully got a few more experienced people around him 
you know, it's it's great for me as a thirty-year-old to be playing with an with, Jeez, a, with an eight, thirty. I'm thirty now, mate. Yeah. I always look at Danny as a youngster. Uh, uh, nah, I'm old now, but with an eighteen-year-old, keep him on my toes. If I can help him in any way, and if I can, maybe it'll help my game to to take a bit more ownership of field position and talking and that sort of thing and organising that I can let him just do his stuff because he's 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 a very talented kid. Goody. Best thing about it for him, he's got Nick Evans as his coach. And I mean that. I think Nick Evans is probably, without trying to, I'm just trying to think of anyone, but Nick Evans is probably the best import into the Premiership in history, I reckon, yeah. in terms of what he's done, how he's played, what he's achieved with Quinns. And his knowledge of the game, Nick Evans' knowledge of the game, I used to love playing against Nick Evans, just for that challenge of seeing him attack, seeing how he goes, seeing the plays he calls and how he manages the game. Because ultimately, you want to pick yourself against the best. And Nick Evans, for me, Nick Evans and Charlie. How'd you go? How'd you go, do you think? How would you rate yourself? You had a good few battles. You, yeah, you I, I used, yeah, we had some decent games against Quinns. Whenever I played for Worcester, we got absolutely bummed, <laughs> which was standard. Um, the Wasp Quinns games are quite good fun, actually. Yeah. But Nick Snapper's a, he's a great bloke, isn't he? And yeah. he's the sort of guy that will put an, a, a huge amount of time, I reckon, from the outside, and you'll tell me more, but from the outside, he'll put a huge amount of time into Marcus, into making him as good as he can be as quickly as possible and you know if I'm the only advice I'd give Marcus Smith do what you do but soak up as much information from someone like Nick Evans as possible and and just gnaws the hell out of him every day analyse your game in terms of game management because what you can't just chuck an 18 year old into the first team and expect him to run a game perfectly week in week out he's going to make mistakes he's going to do amazing things but learn the little bits and bobs about Unseen things that perhaps fans don't realise, relieving pressure, understanding when your forward pack is absolutely out on their feet and you think the best thing to do is run from your own try line. It's not. Because if you go through four phases, the fours are knackered, you get turned over. It's just understanding that emotional energy of a team. And because I couldn't run, I just booted it and that's the way that's the way it was. But yeah, soak up you know, Nick Evans is your coach. It's gonna be good. Let's go to the Roman Mill. Goody, have you got anything? I've got some, but let's hear what does Danny know? Rumour mill. It's got uh, some rumours. Players inside the game always hear rumours. In the changing room. Rumors, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I saw on the on the little email we got earlier about the transfers. They were all news to me, mate. Oh, really? I'm not. I'm not heard about any of them. So no, I'm I'm out in the dark, mate. Does chat Alex Lazowski maybe going back to Wasps? Really? Yeah. yeah. At the end of the season, he's out of contract with Saris at the end of the year. Obviously, Owen Farrell has signed a five-year deal. Money. Cash. Money. Mm. What they say? Um, it told you would be the first million pound player. I did hear that. Yeah, I, I did think hear that. Farrell's ticked that box. I think. Uh, I mean, Faz. He deserves Faz it. He deserves it. Don't need to be honest. Unbelievable player. Probably the best player on that on that Lions tour. I, I would say. I think he was pretty special. Yeah, uh, him and Davis, I reckon, up there. And he's been doing it for for years. Again, I don't. He's twenty five. Is he? Only, he's twenty five. Twenty five, and he's he's way way above his above his years. Uh, and he's got. I mean, if he doesn't get hundred caps, it'll be it'll be mad. What would really. he be on now? Sixty. I think he's on around that, yeah. Him and George, they keep getting that partnership partnership going. He'll be there for a while. Yeah, decent. So, uh, Lozowski, he, he could be going back to Wasps. Reese Webb, Saracens, I heard. Mm. Saracens or France? Uh, hey, Quinns. He can come. <laughs> <laughs> Danny said he's getting I'll old. Get, I'll get a bit old. I'll just play 20 minutes there. That'd be sweet. Uh, he's he's going to be a, a person that, uh, you know, in high demand, team's going to want someone like Reese Webb. If he's out of contract, then... I'm sure there'll be some some money flowing flowing his way. He did well on the Lions tour as well. Yeah, he did. Hein- Heinrich Brousseau. I heard he's joining Northampton in January. 
Really? I think he's in Japan right now. Okay. Uh, Northampton after I bagged them. I really week. enjoyed watching them on the weekend. Really enjoyed it. I thought they were. Uh, I didn't see them in the first week. And I didn't know what you got, what you were talking about after seeing them play on the weekend. I thought yeah. they were a good sight. It'd have been their perfect 14. team talk. They just need to play this podcast from from last week. Goody just say <laughs> how bad they were and. Oh, they were. Like, let's be honest. They, they were. Dominated. They were abysmal at Twickenham, and then you flip that, and you know we question their heart, question the coaching ability, and is it a right environment there? But geez, my God, they just dominated Leicester completely, physically. Courtney Laws. If there's one player I used to hate playing against, it was him. He just used to smash. Yeah. You go to the line, you know your ribs were getting tested. Luckily, I've got a fair bit of padding around my ribs, so they didn't have a break. But <laughs> he was immense, ball in hand. He's yeah. gone through the roof in the last year, yeah. hasn't he? No, he's he's been he's been brilliant. He's obviously he's the most laid back character mm. you, you could imagine. You go in his room when we're we're in England camp, and he's got his three or four laptops set up. He's playing you know World of Warcraft on one. He's got his mute tunes on another. He's ordering a Domino's on the other. And <laughs> he's uh, he has the room whacked up to about thirty. What's the fourth one doing? The fourth one is just buffering. Oh. Um, I'm not sure what he's, <laughs> what he's but he's he's the most laid back character you'll ever meet, and um, obviously some I think sometimes forwards coaches or line out coaches can be a bit like, come on, courts, give us a bit more. But I think the last year or so he's gone right. I'm going to show everyone how good I good I can be, and he's carrying, he's going around smashing people, doing what he does best, and he's obviously a monster in the line out as well. You play really well, Brad Shields. He's English. He's English. <laughs> Is he actually? He's going to play for England. Could he, he play for England? He doesn't like you, Kiwis. Well, we can't get selected for the All Blacks. That's uh, probably the next best thing, isn't it? Well, you're not that good anymore, are you, son? We'd have beat England. Would have beaten the All Blacks at the weekend. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. The way they played. Brad but, Shields. Do you know much about him? Yes, he's coming to Northampton next year, and he's put out there in the press. He wants to play for England. English qualified. He wants to play for England. Because you can't get a look in at the All Blacks. That's all right. Uh, international, let's uh, look at uh, Australia 23 against South Africa 23. Oh, Commentate on that game for Talk Sport. Did you not enjoy it? No. Terrible game of rugby. I didn't watch the first 10 minutes. I heard that was the worst part. Oh, my but God. I, I enjoyed watching it. It was literally, the first first half was dire. And I had two games back-to-back. So Friday, I was up in Sale, for Sale against Newcastle. Um, and I don't know whether you saw that, Danny. I watched about three minutes and turned it off and, and put on a Bake Off rerun, rerun oh, I think Bake Off was better than that was it well it was, it was even I'd even seen Bake Off before it wasn't great it was terrible skill level it was wet and all that stuff so that was my Friday night up in Manchester a couple of beers afterwards decent okay. um, whereabouts Opal well Quates again Mark Quato didn't come out again let's have a night out and it changed from let's have a night out to oh let's have a couple of drinks at the stadium, uh, and then he goes home. And then <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, then Saturday morning, so can't get the train back Saturday morning, commentate for Talksport on Australia against Africa. First twenty minutes, if it got past two phases without a knock on or a penalty or free kick, it was so dull. Worst game of rugby I've seen. And the whole thing last week about playing in Perth, the force had gone. Everyone rocked up in their blue jerseys and had the gold jerseys. It was, it was, it was an average game. England would have won that game by, and I'm not just saying this because Danny's here. He's part of the squad. The way England are now, they'd have won, beaten both those teams by 40 points comfortably. Wow. It was that bad, and we'd have dusted the All Blacks as well. That would be nice. 39-22 New Zealand over Argentina, without kicking conversions. Not a bad result. Yeah, but you were tested. The media, the media have uh, really gone in on the All Blacks. Yeah. They they were tested. They got behind, but you know through some good goal kicking. Do you think maybe the All Blacks are a little bit 
a little bit arrogant about how they I think keep, I think all Lord Blacks are arrogant. All they, Kiwis are, yeah, correct. <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, on a serious note, we you keep overlooking the importance of having a your best goal kicker on the field kicking the goals for the, just for the sake of having the ten. Who is your best goal kicker? Well, Damian McKenzie would be a better goal kicker. Wouldn't get in your team though if Ben Smith's fit. Well, he was playing fifteen on the weekend. He was. Damian McKenzie. Yeah, but Ben Smith's not playing. He's only playing because Ben Smith's not playing. Yeah, but then you've got Geordie Barrett might be playing as well. He might be playing when he's fit. So if, what I'm saying get, is if you're in. on the pitch at that time, if you've got a better goal kicker, why wouldn't you have that better goal kicker kicking the goals? Well, this is the thing. See, Bone Barrett's your best 10 by far, but... Not necessarily by far, because Lemus Sopoanga is... As a 10, Bone Barrett's way better than Sopoanga. He's the best in the world at the moment, isn't he? Bone Barrett. Some facets, some facets of his game are, but he's over. I just, I reckon I'd pick, pick Farrell over Barrett at ten. Yeah, just for, I would. His overall game control, etc. Yeah, I agree. But Bowden, you pick your best team, your best backline on the field. Mm. Bowden Barrett has to be your goal kicker. What? Because yeah, you back three, you've got Ben Smith at fullback. No, no, we don't. We had Damian McKenzie's been playing fullback. He's playing fullback for the rest of the week, uh, rest of the year. Why? Because Ben Smith's away. Right. And what did I just say? Yeah, but then... I if, said, you pick your best team. But, but that's, not, that's not making sense because so you go even World if Cup, you have... You go even, World Cup semi against England, 2019, your back line. But even right? if you have... McKenzie's not in it because Ben Smith's at fullback. You have injuries all the time. What I'm saying is, why don't you just pick your best goal kicker? So you're saying with the team they had last week, McKenzie should have kicked. He's the best goal kicker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't but, you do that? Because it almost cost us the game at one point in that game, you're thinking, but they keep, have the best goal They keep going with Barrett. Hmm. And even in the Lions series... When he was missing kicks, when Geordie came on, Geordie's mm. Geordie Barrett's a better kicker than him. But at some point, that will cost you in a big game. Exactly, and it'll only be against England World Cup semi, I reckon. That's the way it is. There's Danny smiling. He's like, that's why I'm fired up about it. Be nice. <laughs> Look at fired up. About it. I, don't, I don't like leaving points on the field and easy points. We used to the, the All Blacks used to be so like so dominant, but you'd think about you think about the amount of points that Carter used to take off that field with his boot. And and that those points were often crucial, but yet, you know, people just people forget that. And it's because you're all arrogant, thinking you're the best team in the world. <laughs> and then the Lions rock up and just bully you. We bullied you. Anyway, there we go. England have to wait to 2018 to have a crack at the All Blacks. Is that is that too long for you guys? Uh, Must be wanting to get out there. Yeah, we'd we'd absolutely love to to have a crack against them. The powers that be have decided it's not going to happen until until 2018. So that's what we're going to have to wait. They are they're the best team in the world. They're what we're trying to aspire to to get to and, and hopefully overtake and it would be it would be great to, to have a crack against them but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait our wait our turn. How do you think you'd go if you win against them tomorrow? I think it'd be a good game. I think it would be a hell of a test match. I can't sit here and say we'd we'd win because I can. We're England would win. Goody <laughs> <laughs> can say it, yeah. But uh, you know, we'll we'd 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 go in there confident and thinking we could we could cause them some problems. And uh, yeah, see. Uh, I tell you what amazes me actually. I went to watch England train uh, before the Barbarians game in the summer, just pre-Argentina tour, and the intensity of that training session yeah. at Peniel Park was ridiculous. Yeah. That that setup now, the whole environment that Eddie's brought in, short sessions. They're short. They're short sessions, yeah. but ridiculously intense. Yeah. It's just gone to another level, hasn't it? It, it has, mate. The, they said to us, obviously, Eddie, Eddie works as hard and uh, you look at all the stats and, and stuff of metres per minute and, and how intense the sessions are and those sessions before we went away were the, were the toughest ones we'd ever done. I've and never the best, seen anything like The it. best scores we've ever recorded and that's with 17 of your best players away. You know, that's with young lads coming into the setup and 
I think the coaches and the players showing what it what it takes to to train and, and play at the intensity we're trying to play at the moment. It's it's where we're trying to take the game. If I'd have tried to train for five minutes like that, I'd have had a heart attack. I'd have been gone. Mm. It was horrendous. But anyway, we've got a legend on the phone. We're missing Jim the legend Hamilton. We've got another legend on the phone. Freddie Burns. There's been a bit of an incident in his car. Freddie, how are you? I've just had a little bit of a standoff with some bloke in my car. What, you scrapping um, in your car? Well, he got out of his car and come at me, mate. You're, whoever was called me up about doing this, literally at the, at the brunt of me and this guy having a little... Set two? <laughs> yeah, well, I just stayed in my car, mate. I, you know me. Does he not know who you are, Fred? Um, king of Buff? I think, I think that's the problem, DC, mate. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted a shot at a king, did he? <laughs> yeah, to be honest you, mate. I think, uh, no, it was all right. I'm all right. How are you guys all right? Well, just let's go back to this. Was it, yeah, you know, you've this... obviously been putting it about a bit in Bath. I know what you're like. Right, young, here we go. So young, young, young single happened. lad. Tell us a story. Well, no, it's not a very... Like, I've just put up mum and dad's for a chilli con carne. Because that's the, one of the bonuses yeah, This of is good already. And then I lived... My dad made it too hot, so there was a domestic at home because mum didn't <laughs> like it because it was too hot. So I've come from one domestic there. I'm a bit fired up. I've driven down a lane to my house and the guy's refused to just, like, put his car slightly in a hedge. Like, my car's in a hedge. He won't even put his in a little bit. <laughs> Um, what was he driving, Fred? What was he driving? Um, I don't know. It's like a Vauxhall or something. No oh, shit, Carl. Yeah, you got to dip yeah, it in. Was, you got to yeah. put it in a little bit. Just the tip I've of got, it. Mate, in put, a little bit. Mm. You just got to dip it in, haven't you? But you know, is, is that what you've been doing in Bath as well, dipping it in? And it's actually you know you got yourself in a bit of trouble or? No, nah, but yeah, well, you know me, Goody. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. I'm not sure what I can and can't say. A little bit. A but little the problem bit. is one thing. One thing I will say, right, I was like, sweet, I'm going to come back to Bath, a place I know. I've learned two things. Having brothers that span over 10 years, a whole rugby team and a hell of a lot of schoolmates here means that there's no single women about. They've not been touched. <laughs> touched. And, Tampered with, yeah, and, get it. And the second thing I've learned is I've made a lot of poor decisions as a 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> what you see in your old conquests? There's a few skeletons here, mate, that come out. And <laughs> is there a few little Freddie Burns knocking around Bath, is there? Or? <laughs> no, there's no, mate, I'd know if they were mine. Um, <laughs> so what you say? you've been stirring not. a bit of porridge, have you? No, no, mate, I've been a good boy. Um, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for a missus, aren't I? I'm on the hunt. Head down, get a good girl. Yeah, sat, Saturday down, nights. And tell me about Saturday, obviously, massive victory against Saris. You sat down a couple of boys with that break, dominated, smashed Farrell as well. Just a yeah, couple of highlights. Well, it was alright. I was just—I was just happy to get on, mate. To be fair, because I was—I was pretty, um, yeah, I was pretty savage the week before, not getting on against Leicester. Um, but yeah, obviously got given my opportunity and managed to go on and, and had a couple of decent touches. I—I've not been able to do too much because of the concussion protocol. So I got stood down for three months. So I've done a lot of running and fitness and weights in pre-season and not actually had a chance to run around too much. So it was nice just to get out there and yeah, with that Farrell tackle, mate. That's no. There's no technique in that. That's just running forward with your eyes closed and colliding with someone. That's a bit of bath anger um, coming out, isn't it? Which is how we tackle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was good, mate. And obviously a great win to see Rocco Laguna do what he does. Oh, how um, good was he? Oh, mate, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, so to see him do that, it's just... Because actually, when I come on, we then started losing the game. So I'm there thinking, <laughs> oh, here we go. I've got on fast Avery, we're losing. And then he does that. And yeah, I bought him... Uh, I owe him a couple of points, definitely. How's Blackadder getting on at coach there now? Mate, he's really good. Obviously, um, like, uh, very similar to Aaron Major and, and his time at, at, 
at Leicester for me. So it's been quite nice to go back to that. Um, obviously, it's a shame about uh, Tabai Matson having to head back home because he's been, you know, this pre-season he's shown what a quality coach he is. But obviously, you know, we can't do too much about that. So uh, no, it's been it's a good environment, mate. Todd's really good, very good at giving the players responsibility, and you know, it's not a dictatorship by any stretch. So um, no, it's been a good environment to come in, and obviously we've had a good start to the season, which makes things a lot a lot rosier going into training. And how good was it? Obviously, I know you played Leicester last week, first time Bath won there for. 14 years, then to back that up against Saracens. You probably look at the fixture list, and everyone does it when the fixtures come out, and you look at your first two, three, four games, and you teams target wins, etc. But look at the games, and obviously that's a pretty tough start away at Leicester, home to Saracens. Now you're going away to Northampton. You know, where, where does the squad generally feel they can go? Obviously, there was a bit of mixed emotions there last year with certain players wanting to leave and perhaps not being fully knit in together. There seems like a real culture change there this year, does there? Yeah, I think there is. I think, um, like credit to the coaches, we did a lot of we did a lot of training in the preseason away from um, Farley. So we went, we trained, we trained against London Irish, we trained trained against Cardiff Blues, we trained against the Dragons, and so we we had that away mentality. All our preseason games were away from home, so you got to spend a lot more time with with the players and sort of bond a little bit more. So I uh, definitely think it set us in good stead. But then. Having said that, you know, one thing the boys have even said today is we obviously Bath had a good start last year and then slipped away around sort of Christmas time and sort of ended up in that slog for, for fourth place. So, you know, we're all too aware that how quickly it can change. And with, with Saints coming up this week, we know that it's going to be a, another massive effort to get a result out there. Yeah, good stuff. Obviously, we've got Danny in the studio. Um, you boys have played yeah. a couple of times ringing together. Yeah, um, I think, Fred, you made, we, your debut game we played together, didn't we? Mate, do you not remember? I literally held your hand the whole time. <laughs> literally, I was shitting myself in the tunnel, and I remember just holding DC's hand. What, like, he, like, like he was a mascot, or yeah, small. No, I, 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 I felt like to be honest with you, mate. It was like I was like a competition winner, mate. I was there. The kick was <laughs> too baggy. No, honestly, mate, I was, I was there, and no, it was good. Like I, I appreciated it. it. Was good the times I had with England and DC, and that good boy, isn't he? What a bad debut, mate. Was it New Zealand, wasn't it? Oh mate, I should have. All I should have done is I should have announced my international retirement <laughs> on December the fourteenth, twenty twelve, mate. And I would have been, yeah, I would have been, uh, would have been rosy. But Freddie, uh, Freddie, you got any stories about about uh, DC when it, when you were on tour with him or in the squad with him? Um, I don't really have any stories, mate. I was too busy cleaning other players' boots, mate, when I was in the England squad. Now we had a good DC. You went on the. Argentina tour 2013, didn't you? No, I wasn't there, mate. I wasn't there. Oh, you had you got given a summer off, didn't you? Yeah, I was meeting the, oh. the love of my life actually that that year, mate. The rest, oh, of, the rest course, of the big yeah. dogs that summer. Yeah, I tell you what, they, um, DC, how's David Lewis getting on while I'm here? Yeah, he's getting on well, mate. He's 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 a top boy, isn't he? And he is hell of a player. He's gonna player. he's gonna be good for us this year. Um, have you asked him about why he's called? What's his nickname there? Has he got any nicknames? Isn't it the cheese or something? Yeah, cheesecake, mate. Tell me, tell me why. I guess. Let's let's get it out there now, Fred. Dave Lewis, cheesecake, let's go. Well, oh God, this is bad because his parents still think that it's cheesecake because he just likes cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, though. <laughs> and he's engaged with a baby expected yeah, any very, time very now. soon. Very soon, she's um, He, back in the early, early days, he was dating a girl and she had a boob job. And <laughs> Bolt on. Davey, Davey was seen... Davy texted her asking her, oh, can I get you anything, being the nice bloke he is? And she said, nah, just a cheesecake. So we went and bought her a cheesecake 
and took it to her house while she was rest recovering from a boob job. That's pretty much it. Pretty poor. It's better than but that. But his, uh, his, his parents think this. he's called Cheesecake because he likes cheesecake. But it's because he was built buying it for a bird with fake titties. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's bought a cheesecake for a look at some webs. Yeah. Some Bristols. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, thank, you, ones, thank you very much for joining <laughs> us, mate. Uh, no, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll have to get you on again. Yeah, no worries. I'll speak to you soon. Take it easy. Cheers. Let's bring uh, Sirius Chris in for some social media questions. Uh, any any tweets in there that tickle your fancy, mate? Thanks, Andy. Yeah, there's there's one here from um, at Jim Hamilton four. Who's that? Never heard I'm of sure. him. Tagged in four floors. Four floors, Singapore. Yeah, he's, uh, he he wants me to ask Danny Care why Joe Marler was so scared of him when they played against each other. Uh, well, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to hear Joe's. Uh, thoughts on this to be honest because he, he he hated Jim he thought he's a complete knobhead so he is I um, mean <laughs> don't think about it he <laughs> no one's arguing with you mate <laughs> he uh, is yeah so I think they, they probably had a couple of couple of set twos every now and then but um, I'll back Marler every day I've seen Jim fight 100% Jim sponge fist Hamilton mm, old feather Marler, mitts back mate, again is he Marler would knock him into next week mm. you know what I'd Jim like would say though that, yeah. Jim, would, Jim would be like oh I filled him in blah blah Jack and Ori Jim would come yeah, out yeah yeah you'll have some story about how he beat him up at yeah. high school I don't even <laughs> think Joe Marler would know his name he'd just go that big shit rugby player that sits on the bench for Saracens <laughs> 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 and plays four minutes um, yeah, no, Mar- he's a good bloke, isn't he, Joe Marler? He's a top boy. A lot yeah. of th- and this is the thing, a lot of people, you talk about Joe Marler, and a lot of people look at him and they just formulate an opinion because he, he's he got his Mohican and he, you know, the way he acts on the field in terms of his sense of humour is unbelievable. It's so dry yeah. and he, he's physical. He does like to wind players up. You play with him, you absolutely love it, don't you? Yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that you'd hate to play against but love love to have him on your team. And whenever there's a scrap, I know if I'm near Marler, I'm... I'm going to be You're all winning. right. Yeah. And this is the thing. When I, when I play, we talk about Wasp Quinns a few years back, and it was when Marlon Yard had just joined Quinns, and we were playing at uh, at the Stoop, and I've Quinns have put a kick through. I've got amazingly got back first, dived on the ball, picked it up. As I picked it up, I'm right by the touchline. Uh, Marlon Yard's come in, tackled me into touch. And then that whole thing goes on when you're trying to rip the ball off each other. This, yeah. Rip the ball off each. He's trying to rip the ball off me, so I'm holding on to the ball, and it's. You end up just holding each other. You can't throw a punch yeah. or anything. It's all, you know, if, if Marlon Yard wanted to kick my head in, he probably would. So we're just holding each other. I drop the ball out the corner of my eye. I see Joe Marler coming over. I see the blonde locks coming over. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm getting my head kicked in here. He comes over and he grabs us both. He's like, Goody, leave Marlon alone. He's an absolute twat. We don't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, fair play. He doesn't even like you. And I thought I'd gone from getting my head kicked in to actually pissing myself on the rugby field. Yeah. He's a brilliant bloke, Joe Marler. Yeah. Not a bad person to have against you in some some cases then as well. Any other questions? Yeah, one for Goody. Um, I, I don't know exactly how to interpret, but the question is how many Danny cares equals one Andy Good? <laughs> Oh wow! Well, do you want to do, a, do, you, do you mean in size or in, in actually, weight? Well, then, in, in rugby playing ability. This is from Mike Thompson. He's estimated four point three. Well, he's so. talking about weight then, surely. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing these days, Danny? Definitely not in cash. You were, <laughs> no, you were smashing man. it in your no, cash, mate. No, no, mate. What? Just kept, mate, I kept them up. Just kept them up. <laughs> Look at them now. Set the foundations. For, for, for what, awesome. what are you weighing, Danny? Uh, I'm 85 kilos, mate. The moment. Okay, so what is it? That's that's three indie goods. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate. Two. Thanks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 85. Strong, that is, mate. Yeah, it's just powerful. Thanks, serious Chris. Uh, let's go into the good, the bad, the ugly. We don't have long, so we're going to have to whip through it. Yeah, what we'll go through quickly. The good. good. Um, we talked uh, about old teammates and stuff 
before everyone's seen Ed Jackson, ex-Wasp boy with me, played over at uh, Newport Gwent Dragons, unfortunately dived into a swimming pool, broke his neck. It's now been, I'm going to say, about 150 days since the accident, and he's gone from being paralysed to having the best mentality of, I'm going to accept what's happened. He's broken his neck. He's, he was in a hospital bed, had operations, all this stuff. And he is just taking on rehab and proving mentally and physically what you can do, mind over matter. It's phenomenal. He's, he's walking again on his own. Such an amazing story. We're trying to raise money for him as well and for people that aren't as lucky. And I say lucky in a, the nicest possible way. It's an awful thing that's happened to him. There's a lot of people out there that do the similar sort of things, dive into a swimming pool, break the neck. They don't have the support network around them. Um, to try to raise as much money as we can for the various charities. He's a inspirational character, very similar to Matt Hampson in how he's accepted what's happened. And, you know, boys going to battle every week at, at playing rugby games and as we do in day-to-day -day life and things happen. And he's got the mentality to, to, to improve his life off the back of jumping into St. Paul and breaking his neck. So that's pretty good to read that story. I gave Northampton a massive bag in last week, didn't I? Yeah. Yes. And it made me eat my words. And I've eaten a lot of things in my life. Not too many Maybe words. Maybe they ate your words and they really took them in. I think they did. I think they listened to the podcast, mm. read the column on rugbypass.com and just said, we're going to prove that big, fat, useless pundit wrong. I've been called worse than that. But Northampton, they were pretty good in their response to their absolute drubbing by Saracens the week before. They physically dominated the Tigers. Um, we talked about it earlier. Carl Sinclair's round the back, round the belly, offload. Sonny Bill who? Carl Sinclair, great offload. That was pretty special. Montpellier over in France. We've got, to go, we've got to go a little bit French as well at times. Talk about world rugby. Montpellier, three from three. They've gone over to Cast, beat them. They're top of the league. Big spending, but Vern Cotter's gone in. We all know about Vern Cotter. He's not Jim's mate, is he? He's taken the rabbits over to France and skinned a few rabbits, got the boys ticking. They're th three from three over in the top 14. Joe Rockathoko's try. How good was that? It was great, yeah. He's got to play for England again. What, is he, he's not in the mix, is he? <laughs> is he in the mix? Big Joe, England? yeah, I'd like to see him in the Was he, was he at the training camp? Big Joe Rokokoka? Yeah. Uh, don't think so. There no. we go. It was great. Mm. Big Joe, that I was a great try. Them. But this remember. week, the good, it's got to go to a Kiwi, unfortunately. Vi Fafita, did you see that try? <laughs> My God. Did you see that try? That was like Jonah from back in the day, but he's got a six on his back. Skinned about three argies around the corner. Unbelievable wheels for a big unit. There's the good, Vi Fafita. Wellington tried to put him on the wing. That would be a frightening thought. Frightening thought. So... Vi Fafita gets the good this week. The bad. There's a few bad things this week. Breathe. Over in France, talk about different things. They've lost three on, three on the spin. Lost 25-6 at home to Racing. The bottom of the table. They don't lose home games, Breathe. And you're looking at me like you've got no fucking No, clues. I know. No one. The French rugby, you don't lose home games. Exactly. Claremont. <laughs> they got stuffed over in La Rochelle. Lost 51-20. Leaking seven tries. Even Ryan Lamb. Remember him? Oh, Lammy. <laughs> no clue, <laughs> Ryan Lamb scored for them as well. Um, best, best, show, best show and go in the business, right? Yes, Lamb, he did. He's a good player, good guy as well. <clears throat> Great guy. Great guy. Leicester, they're two from two defeats. That's mm. not good. But the bad this week's got to go to Bowden Barrett. I thought he was average. He's been on the good list a few times, but he missed you three. Were defending kicks. him before. He missed three kicks at goal. He's butchered two restarts, schoolboy errors, and got a yellow card for. So for me, the bad this week. Barrett. He's got five yellows this year. That's bad, mate. Mm. Okay, so ugly. he got the bad, and then the ugly. There's only one thing from the world of rugby this week. 18-year-old Mark Miafua. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Horrendous. Banned for 10 years. 
punched, pushed the referee in the face, the neck when he got yeah. sent off in a Colts game. He looked like a big unit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I reckon he could have developed into a, a de- size-wise at 18. He, he, he was a monster. Yeah. Be interesting to go back in 10 years and say, you know, whatever <sighs> happened to. He'll be in jail. <laughs> I reckon he'll be in jail. With that kind of behaviour, he's not exactly, far away from it exactly now, is that. he? So he gets the ugly this week. There we go. Thank you very much, Goody. Thank you, Danny Care, for coming. And thank you, Serious Chris. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter. And thanks again to Rugby Warfare. Don't forget you can get 25% off. You go to rugbywarfare.com forward slash rugby pod. Plus you get a free T-shirt as well with that order. Not bad, is it? XXXL for me? or I don't know if there's enough X's in that, oh, but I'm far away, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Pod, pod, pod. pod.